0: So your observations is the internal aspects in the technique we've been working on. So kosadori or aihanmi, Um In many ways, Chiba Sensei's handwork is terrible external. It's it, It's just terrible external because Its engine of generating space externally is the extension of the uh, two arms. And that really amounts to only one arm using your pecs, lat, triceps, the elbow arm, and the other arm being relegated to tricep and outer deltoid, which is just totally inferior and sometimes in in um, his lineage you'll see very giant people. Of course, an engine is an engine, do you understand? So a giant person who is going, can totally throw someone with the elbow hand, with one arm, right? Using their chest, lats, and triceps. It's doable. Um, of course it's not the art, because it's a yang-yang clash. You're just overpowering someone. And, of course, for that reason, it's not very martially sound because it is so dependent upon you, uh, your output engine, um, being able to outperform the mass and the inertia of your opponent, which means your uke or an attacker uh, has to be smaller than you. So I, I don't consider that a viable martial art right, right from the get-go. There's just the possibility of two arts, then. There's the external art, and then there's the internal art. And you can, as I have, uh, say that the external art is not the art. The best best position on it that I would ever give, or the kindest I would ever be, is it, is it could be a stepping stone. You could use it to start um, towards an a- internal understanding of the art. However, there's no guarantee. Um, and I would say the opposite as I've, I've often said, it's more likely you will not find the internal art, which means it's more likely you will not find the art there's this notion, right? There's a notion in, in the West that um, anyone can do anything. Um, but that is just not true. You, it's not true. So as we've often said here, um, anyone is capable of doing the necessary aspects of a Buddha practice, but you will not achieve the ends of a Buddha practice if you do not actually do those aspects. So, everyone has the potential to do the aspects. Some will have a more difficult time than others, but no one can reach the ends of Buddha without reaching that full potential of fulfilling all of the aspects of the practice. So, as we said in the last podcast, when it comes to the internal aspects, they are not the external aspects, and they are not trained in the same way. Um, They are concentrically the same exact spiritual process of enlightenment or of divine communion in the sense, for example, that enlightenment can be seen as uh, an emptying of yourself, do you see? And then light fills you. but You don't fill yourself with light. You empty yourself and then Light, light in the sense of the way, the Tao, God, the Holy, the Holy Spirit, grace fills you. Well, that concentrically is the exact same process. Uke has energy, and you have to become transparent, so in the way that light can emanate from you, but Empty is probably a better word. You, you, or better said, you have to become fillable. Their energy has to come into you. It has to be inside you. And you do not gain that skill, this emptying of self. You do not gain that skill to or by external means. So you, you have to do other things. I'd, I do not think, for example, that there's nobody I mean, I, I, you know, there's, there's a logician in me that goes, mathematically, some it's possible. Do you see that? Mathematically, it's possible that there are people out there that can do the internal aspects within Aikido. But I, I can think of less than fingers I have on one hand. It's, d- again, I'm not counting all those who say they do it. I'm counting those that actually do it. But it's no accident that it has become such a rarefied skill at the same time that the art has become so secularized, so superficial, so materialistic matter based do you see because those means cannot produce what in essence is a spiritual practice so again if you if you broaden this out that that would be what you'd see but i would ask you to shrink it in to you And to understand that you are no different in that you are confronted with these two paths. And you have to make a choice. Now, anyone can make the choice. Meaning everyone has the potential to come to these two choices. But only those who choose This spiritual path can gain these skills. So, in that sense, it's pretty exclusive because most of us choose the material paths. And when you look at it as just a choice, it's a choice. I have the choice. And you go deeper and you go, it's a decision, actually. It's a decision. You, you get to see, I think, why so few choose it. Why so few make the decision. It's just I think comes down to just ease. It's just easier. It's easier to train superficially to understand the world materially. It jives with our ego tripartite, with our first spine aspect. And it distracts me with all kinds of material things like rank and title and certificates and the sense of doing something. It just speaks to us as moderns because it is our culture. It, 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 it is how we think. So obviously it's going to speak to us And obviously the spiritual path and and the one who chooses the spiritual path is going to be denounced. It's going to be weird. It's going to be an oddball, a dangerous thing. Which means you're going to have to get over all your fears, all the public opinion. But you know what? You're not the first to do that. Everyone who has chosen that path has always been socially ostracized, ridiculed, denounced. You have to to expect it and I think more than that you have to use it as a sign that you're headed the right way. I think when the masses are all loving you, you're going the wrong way. And then as you come up to these obstacles, because they are, because it's not the easy path, you're eventually going to be asked in one way or another, by one means or another, how much are you willing to give up to hold true to this course it it'll start out very simple right it'll be like hmm. are you willing to do the drive can you come will you come on your work days do you know what i mean like it's so so silly But eventually you'll see it all it'll come down to who's in your life. And that's that's where people will go like man that's crazy. But it's it's always been like that. Households will be separated. Husbands and wives Brothers from sisters. Because it's the same choice. Everyone has the choice. If you pay attention, most of us, as I said, we just take the easy choice. How do I keep as much as I have right now? And then some of us go, well, I'm willing to get rid of, of that maybe part of that, okay this I don't need but you're still doing the same thing. You're holding back. So it reminds me I received a question um, from a follower on the internet and he's is watching our Aikido. And, you know, a common point is once you have someone in an angle of cancellation, so once you have them in Kazushi, once their balance is compromised, you never give it back. You never give it back. But much of Aikido, much of Federite Aikido, in order for Uke to do the nice, ego pleasing, flashy front falls, they have to be done from a state of balance. So, if you ever freeze the video as you watch these fancy high front falls, that Uke is just standing perfectly straight up. And everyone ignores that point because soon thereafter, they're flying through the air. Do you see that? Now, again, in my field, in law enforcement, if I'm trying to take someone down and someone gets full posture again, oh, my God, that's the most terrifying thing in the world. So in my field, in my experience, you know, no, you, you're losing. You could die right now, you see. But in, in federate Aikido, they allow it because they're going to get this payoff at the end. Do you see? So in, in here, we always talk about, once you gain ang- angle cancellation, kazushi, do you see, you, you don't ever pass them back through full balance. But for example, in Ediminage, I think people will bend the guy over at the waist. So let, let's assume and pretend you can't actually do that, OK? But then they stand them right straight back up, do you see? And again if if you wanted to be martial or if you were just logical or if you watch our videos and you see oh there's another way of doing this technique you you're going to be put off by that understanding It's going to seem fake to you. It's going to seem wrong. It is. It is. It's inherently contradictory because you obviously took their balance on the first one. Again, assuming that's possible, you just bend people over at the waist, which, of course, I do not assume that's possible, but let's play with the deck they're dealing out, okay? It makes no sense if I'm going to initially take, my, take their balance in air quotes here and then take them out of, out of balance to throw them. Why not just skip the first part and just throw them from a state of balance? Do you see? Just, just enter. They're going to turn and do their little fall for you. Do you Do you understand? So, imagine you know that can't be right. You believe it makes no sense. You can understand the things that we say. You see the videos, and you go, "There is another way." But now you're in a dojo. And you're not the dojo-cho, you're not the teacher, and you th- that's what is on dinner, on your dinner plate. You know what I mean? That's what we're doing, right? Well, you have a choice. There's a choice. You can not do it. Right, Stay there, not do it. But what if they push it? hey, here, we bend them over at the waist and then we bring them straight back to balance and then they flip for us. That is what we do here. Now you're back to square one. You have a choice. Because they're not going to let you do it your way. They're not, not going to let you do it the way you believe it should be done. Do so you have a choice. You can stay there Because it's easy. That's the nearest school. There's class there. There's a mat. Or you can hold true to what you believe and you go, no. I'm not choosing that. I'm going to go where my beliefs, my convictions tell me I should be. So, in my life, for example, I don't think I ever. It was a short time when the dojo was relatively close, so in the next city. But most times, they were in the next county or at one end of the state. And California is a long state. Okay? Like, a lot of people think. San Francisco is Northern California. It's, it's actually in the middle of the state. Okay. When, you, when you go past San Francisco, you got a long way to go to the Oregon border. Okay. So I, I had one main school near the Oregon border and the other one near the Mexican border. Okay, But I didn't ever go, this is too hard, this is too hard. Because my beliefs took me there. Because I was willing to sacrifice all that ease and comfort because of what I believed. I didn't start compromising. But that is what we do. You're on a path and we start compromising. What does compromise actually mean? We, we ignore or disregard our convictions Right? For what is easy? What does easy mean? For what keeps me, for the most part, exactly how I am? Well, that's a decision. That's a decision. You you always choose to compromise. You always choose the easy path. You have the potential to not choose it. But as much as an external Aikido is a choice that you choose, and likewise, mediocrity is a choice. And an Aikido that is not martially viable is a choice. You're deciding it. I imagine there's all kinds of little strategies you can play. you know like um well when the teacher's not looking i'll do the real kazushi you know (laughs) or when the teacher's not there and i raise through the ranks and i'll start running my own classes right well what will you do when the teacher goes that's not how we do the technique i don't want you to teach it like that anymore I mean, what what will you do when it is no longer winnable as it is? Then the person of convictions is out because they don't compromise. So back back to our first comments is you you have to do what is necessary to gain the internal aspects, which means you have to stop. Doing the external art. You have to choose it. Just like at a gross level, at an obvious level, like you guys would all agree, you would all go, I don't want to do an Idimi nage that takes them out of balance and puts them back in balance. You would all go, oh God, who would do that? No way, no thank you. Do you see? But is that any different here? You're doing an external art and it does not do the same thing. It does not achieve the same ends. And by comparison, it is a lesser thing. No lesser than an Adimi Naga that takes someone out of balance then back into balance so they can do a throw. That's a lesser version. Your external Aikido is a lesser version. So it begs the question, why are you choosing it? Why are you not choosing against it? Well, go back. Find what is easy. Find what is comfortable. Find what you won't suffer for, what you won't sacrifice, what you won't throw away, what you won't burn down. This this is no different from anyone ever throughout human history. There's no easy way to divine communion. There's not. You you can't order it at Starbucks. You know, you you can't binge watch it on Netflix. You can't do it without being hugely inconvenienced. You cannot do it without being terrified, without facing danger. Right now your training is so safe and sane. Like have you come far? Yes, you have, but is it not safe and sane? It's so tame. Do you see? This is a choice. A decision, one based in ease and comfort and convenience. If you really want it, you'll choose differently. And then inversely, if you don't choose it, you don't really want it. And you you look when you don't really want it, it's because there's large portions of you that still believe that you can do without it. Pay attention. I've gotten enough out of this. The zealot, and that is the only one that reaches these final destinations. It's never satisfied, always starving. This it's a choice. So today, like I, I caught myself, you know, not many days off this last two months. And uh, just coming exhausted. And I would take some time off, right? So, some body conditioning classes. Yeah, I'm going to go rest and I'll catch back up to you guys at body art, you know? Because this is going to slow down at work. And it was like I caught myself today. It's like, no, no. Why do you think like that? Because I'm tired. Well, but why do you think like that? Because I don't want to feel tired. I want to be comfortable. I don't want to hurt. I don't want to feel my chest pounding, my heart trying to rip out of it. Do you see? I don't want to feel my muscles fail. But you see? It's comfort. When I realize this, and this is this is the difference, I think between let's just keep the word the zealot and the normal person. It seems that the more you press on a zealot, eventually you're going to free them. you, you, You push on their lack of choices. So you go... We're going to push on. You're going to be so tired. You're going to be so tired. And so it looks like they have a choice. Okay, I could choose to rest through body conditioning or I could choose to get really, really tired through body conditioning. It's a choice, do you see? But eventually, in my case recently, in this example, there was no let up. There was no rest. I'm exhausted. There's no alternative There's only quitting. And then the zealot goes, well, that's not a choice. So now I'm free. Now I don't care if I die on the mat from a heart attack or what have you. I don't care. I'm free now. You push on a zealot, you trap them between the rock and the hard spot, and they're gone. You have to take yourself there. You got to take yourself to that point where you're pressed so hard that you just have to surrender and submit. You, you, you can't look for the ease, for the comfort. It's got to become impossible for you. can't be your choice. Because all of us want it. It creeps in on all of us. And without knowing, we chose it. So I always say, man, pay attention. Do the dangerous things, the weird things, the odd things, the unsafe things, the fanatical things. Those those are all what the masses call people that leave the masses. People that aren't doing what everyone does. So if you're not a freak and a weirdo and dangerous and a zealot and a fanatic and a cultist, yeah, you're doing Aikido light. Okay? That's what you are. You're just like everyone else. You need them to start wigging out. He's wearing a white (laughs) hakama. He's got shoes on the mat. (laughs) You see? You got to fuel their anger and rage. Hatred. They got to despise you. And you can't do that by trying to be comfortable. By doing what everyone else does. Everyone does that. Everyone comes to a dojo and does some techniques like exercise. You got to be out there. Right? I'm not doing exercise. I'm the fucking universe. You feel that? That's God touching you. That's the difference, you see. That guy's crazy. He's crazy. Said he was God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, obviously. I think there's a lot of room between that's God touching you and I'll go to another dojo where they don't take people in and out of Kazushi. Is there not some room in there that we could find a little bit more integrity? You know what I mean? Probably is. Okay. Or same thing here. Can, can you not... How many years have you been doing the external version? Can, what do you say? Give it a shot. Stop doing it. What do you got to lose? Right? Really, what do you got to lose? You got nothing to lose and you have everything to gain. But it doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel that way at the moment when you're on those crossroads and you have to make that choice. But it's your choice, and you have to make it. You're going to make it. It's just whether it's conscious or not, or whether you compromised or not. This concludes this episode of Budo, the Way of the Warrior podcast. For more information, please visit sentientcenter.com. S-E-N-S-H-I-N-C-E-N. T-E-R.com, or find us at Facebook at Sension Center and on our YouTube channel at Sension One. Thank you for listening.